listening to the Fitness Essentials Podcast powered by Essential of Athletics, the podcast for people just like you looking for the best fitness, sports performance, strength, and conditioning information possible. From strength gain to fat loss, rehab to prehab, sports to lifestyle, the Fitness Essentials Podcast has everything. Remember, not only to subscribe to this podcast, but also check out our Essential of Athletics YouTube channel for more exciting information-packed videos and working advice, training tips, exercise techniques, and so much more. Welcome to the Fitness Essentials Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Fitness Essentials Podcast. I'm your host, Roy Alexander. I'm here with my co-host... That deadlift dude, Adam Colorado. Adam Colorado. And this episode is brought to you by the Green Bed Store. This guy, Green Bed Store, makes some awesome all-natural bedding. The biggest thing they got is what's called the DOS Balancer Bed. It's an all-natural wood bed with no metal in it, and they use a Talalay latex all-natural uh, mattress. Like, we're talking no chemicals. It's basically, you know there's organic food? Think oh, yeah. of this as like organic bedding. And people don't think about, you know, when they're sleeping, like, you're sleeping on, like, a lot of times you're sleeping on recycled rubber and a whole ton of bullshit, like formaldehydes and different stuff. So you're just breathing in toxins all night long, not to mention you're laying on it, getting sweated and seeping through your clothing. So you really should think about making sure that your the bed that you're sleeping on is really good quality. And to be honest, the pricing is really good. It's, uh, it's you're not paying any more than you would for a decent crappy bed, to be honest with you. Wow. Yeah, so definitely something to think about. But you know what the best part is? Is again, if you go to the greenbedstore. I believe it's the greenbedstore.ca. I should have double checked that. I think it's the greenbedstore.ca. I'm pretty sure. It could be .com. You may want to double check that, everybody. But it's the, the greenbedstore, not greenbedstore, because there is a greenbedstore, but this is the greenbedstore. Um, when you order the DOS Balancer bed, you get a free. Batting English batting all natural duvet size to your bed. That's like a three hundred dollar value if you get the king size bed. So you get that for free just by mentioning that you heard about them on the Fitness Essentials podcast. I'll have to look into that for my next one. Yeah. Speaking of things that you get for free, you have a book, do you not? Oh yeah, it just came out a few days ago. It's uh, it seems to be doing really well. So basically, all you have to do is go to that deadlift dude on Instagram or the EOA uh, Instagram page and just let me know that you want my PDF. So it's eight easy steps to better deadlift. So I'm giving all my tips and tricks, and I know if you apply it, you will see great results. There you go, boom. So this is gonna be a little bit quicker episode because we've had some technical difficulties. Our 32 gigabyte disk is not working. It's just saying error. Our mini disk is not working working at all. Um, and then I've ordered a 128 gigabyte disc, which is from Amazon. It's supposed to come in today, but unfortunately it's not here yet. So we're recording this on an eight gigabyte disc. So that ain't gonna give us very long. So we wanna fly through some stuff because we got some great questions. First of all, I just wanna remind everybody that we have the EOA School of Fitness coming out very soon with the internationally recognized NAFC personal training certification. You wanna train anywhere pretty much in the world. You wanna make sure that you are able to get liability insurance for $2 million, particularly here in Canada. NAFC is registered with Sport and Fitness Canada, Canada's biggest liability insurance provider. Uh, your certification is also good for two years or many places it's just good for one year and they recognize CECs from a whole number of other guys they're really good with that so you just petition boom you take a course let's recognize say like by ACE or Canfit Pro or NASM or any of those kind of other big names as well 
they'll recognize it for the most part so it's pretty good of course i can't say every single course but they're quite good at it and then of course we have our own courses coming out i have my performance conditioning and strength specialist course two days of just learning everything there is about just mastering many aspects of the gym and programming and then of course you have your course can you tell us about that quickly yeah so it's the strong af and you can guess what that means but uh it's going to be all the barbell movements and i'm going to take you through programming technique um everything that you need to know about the barbell the ins and outs and uh yeah i'm really pumped about it and it's one of those basic fundamentals everybody should know and i think a lot of people uh neglect so um, i'm going to take them through and bring them back to basics and you're going to be showing them that there's going to be programming, some of your little secret accessory moves, some really mm -hmm. great stuff. And then, of course, the final one. So both, most of those are all coming out. The NAFC are actually going to be launching hopefully like even by next month. Um, the other two courses, we're looking basically probably June, June, July is going to be those. And then by the end of the summer, we're also going to be launching our fight fitness kickboxing class. One of the busiest trainers, I've always said, a trainer or coach who knows how to do kickboxing, knows how to hold mitts, is always the busiest coach in the gym. You walk into any of those big box gyms, you know, you'll see 10, 15 trainers sitting around playing on the phones. And who's the one guy that's out there busy smashing it? It's the guy doing kickboxing. So make sure if you're a trainer, if you're into coaching, or if you're just into kickboxing and learning more about it, come and take that because that's going to be a fun course now today is a q a and we have three questions we only have three today because like i said we got to keep this pretty quick um that came through our dms and came through just different avenues and the first question uh came out to me and that was basically what are my thoughts on olympic lifting for power this person wants to develop power and they've been told that olympic lifting is the absolute best way to go about doing that adam what would you say to this person if they came up to you I mean, I think Olympic lifting is absolutely amazing. The people who do it are very talented, very skilled, and very powerful. But if you are the average Joe, um, I think there's other ways that you can still get that power you're looking for. So um, the learning curve on Olympic lifting is, to my knowledge, I've seen a lot of people just using a broomstick for a very long period of time uh, just to uh, get the basics down. And um, a lot of people, they want results yesterday. And I find that if you're looking for the quick thing uh to a lot of people just want to get leaner get stronger get that power there's so many other things that you can do uh to get those results yeah and now here's the thing right olympic lifts is great if you want to get really good at olympic lifting right but besides that i can tell you this i've trained some world-class cage fighters world-class ring fighters i was the you know former head trainer for the entire fairtex muay thai team this is a little dinky team these are guys that go around the world fairtex is like the biggest name in muay thai period right they got champions i've worked with uh you know one championship fighters i've worked with different organizations not gonna go into them all never once did i do any olympic lifting with them okay i even have a course that's all about developing power and one of the chapters in my book i developed is called why olympic lifting sucks the fact is you will never find any real high-end strength and conditioning coach that has any kind of athletes that are not olympic lifting athletes for the most part training in the olympic lifts you rarely rarely will see a ufc fight or any other explosive an nfl player anybody like that working on olympic lifts there are many better ways to go. Now, what do you want to do to develop power? You need to develop your triple extension, right? So that's what it's all about. Being able to get those ankles, knees, and hips to fire and pop it and all extend at one exact split second, right? Explosively, straight up. That, you can develop that through med ball tosses, through different box jumps, holding some dumbbells, jumping on a box. There's so many things that you can do where the learning curve is. I could literally show you. I could say, Adam, take this and watch me. I'm going to throw this ball behind my head as hard as I could. And you can do that. 
Right, you could do that in one second. You probably have a right. Then maybe like, you know, everybody, I'll be like, hey, you know, Jack, you know, you got to get the hips a little more or whatever. But for the most part, it, you we learn that in five to ten minutes. You know, heavy sled pushes. You know, you can do some slebby head, slebby head pushes. You can do some band work. There's lots of stuff you can do. You've got ballistics training. Um, you have plyometrics training. So there's lots of different things you can do. Now, there's different aspects of power. You know, plyometrics and, the, and kind of that starting acceleration power, they're kind of two different things. But those are all aspects of power. And you don't have to do any of those through Olympic lifting. One day we'll actually probably go into a podcast more on developing power. We talk about the reps and the sets because a lot of people turn into endurance work too, especially box jumps and stuff. But that's about it on my thoughts on Olympic lifting for developing power. There's a thousand other ways you could do it that are just as effective. And then, of course, Olympic lifting for power, you're, not, you're ignoring rotational power, right? So, but people got to remember, power is plane specific. When you're training, say, an MMA fighter, I spend a lot of time working on horizontal power, like, like pushing somebody across a ring and not just straight up and down power. So you got horizontal power, you have straight up and down, which is sagittal power, uh, and then, of course, you also have rotational power, which is extremely important in most sports, and Olympic lifting doesn't really do that. That's being able to transfer that, you know, that power from the ground through that, usually through that back foot, and in the turnover of the hips. And again, that's entirely different styles of training where, again, med balls come in amazing for that band work. And even just honestly, just um, picking up a dumbbell and just, or even just a plate, we used to just take plates out to the parking lot and just loft them. <laughs> Old broken plates, right? The 10s nice. and 25s are break. Let's just go outside and just loft those fuckers. <laughs> and yeah. I even have a couple here that I keep in the back for the caveman days. We just do some That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always look at um, football players, and you look at UFC fighters, too. Uh, I look at even the, the basic thing like the deadlift. None of them do it. They only do the trap bar deadlift. And the reason they do that is because it's a lot easier with the learning curve with that. You're not going to get hurt with the trap bar uh, opposed to the straight bar deadlift is a lot more technique, and people aren't doing it. And that's it way easier to do you know um it's in terms of uh olympic lifting it's got to be over the head you got to time it perfectly and so the, those get a lot more complicated so uh that you don't see people using and my that. goodness talk about like trap bar jumps mm -hmm. right having the trap and the other thing is too uh and you know i, I we can't spend a lot of time because i don't know how much is on here but the olympic lifting the clean only at one point, only up to the triple extension, are you really developing the power. Once you move into the catching position, you're developing stability and strength, right? Right. So really, you could just do high pulls and pretty much accomplish the exact same thing. And again, even a high pull is significantly easier to teach than into the clean and having to swing the elbows around and the catch and all that sort of stuff. So that's our thoughts on Olympic lifting. By now, you must have heard of all the amazing benefits of hitting the sauna at least a couple times a week. From decreasing chronic stress, boosting muscle, increasing deep tissue and brain detoxification, improving sleep, relieving pain, and even helping you live longer. That is quite the list, and that is not even close to all the benefits. But there are huge differences in the quality of infrared saunas. Differences that can literally be the difference between getting healthier or getting sicker. I mean, do you really think you can hop onto Alibaba and order some cheap sauna from some untraceable factory in China and expect it to be solid quality? I think you know that answer. And this is why you need to invest in only the best infrared sauna money can buy. And those are Radiant Health Saunas, a trusted Western Canadian home sauna brand. 
Founder Randy Gom has completed third-party comprehensive 100-point health testing on his saunas, covering everything from toxic chemicals and fumes to electronic radiations. He has made sure there is zero off-gassing, zero toxins, equal heat distribution, and only uses pure Canadian hemlock wood with the absolute lowest near-zero EMFs possible. Ridiculously clean, even heat distribution, no toxins, nearly zero EMFs with one and two person models that can be plugged directly into your existing home wall outlets, cost about only 40 cents to run for an entire hour, and there's a model to fit any space you have. We want to make sure you get only the best infrared sauna and Radiant Health Saunas is the clear winner bar none and are one of the best investments you can make to your long-term health. Check them out at www.radianthealthsaunas.com. Then once you know which model you want, tell them that the Fitness Essentials Podcast sent you and you will save $500 off any wooden model. Yes, you heard that right. $500 off any wooden model of their top quality infrared saunas. And now with that said, let's get back to Fitness Essentials. The other day, I heard some guys dissing on the, our leg press. People are like, what's leg press? I get a lot that a lot. What's a leg press doing here? I remember when I was across it, like, you were not allowed to have a leg press. I mean, mm-hmm. that was like that was like anti-Christ action going on right there. What are your thoughts on the leg press? Is it a yay or an A, Adam? I love the leg press. It's a major um, yay. Yeah, definitely a yay. Um, I love it for me specifically. I think uh, for deadlifts, that's, you know, I always talk about pushing through the floor. So that's a, a cue I always use. So I find that it helps me out a lot. I think it gets a bad rap in the the media or on Instagram. You just see people doing quarter reps. And that's what everybody's loading up a million plates per side. And then they can't even squat a few plates aside. So that's the, the main problem there. Oh, 100%. And that's one of the biggest problems. Like, like, I'll be honest. I use a leg press about twice a week. I I love the leg press. I do leg press Mondays. Um, you know, one part of it is it's just easy for me to get into. A couple warm-up sets and I'm good to go. I go full range of motion. A um, lot less technique, a lot less warm-up I need. And I can still push some decent weight on it. Um, and honestly, it's, it's just a great, I get a great workout. As a tall guy, six foot four. I mean, for me, squatting, I just got to move that bar a lot. Mm-hmm. And for me, doing a leg press, I get much better results in leg press. That's not to say I don't squat. You know, I did squat tober and stuff. And the other day, I did leg press, and I still went and squatted. But I was working a little more on mobility squats. Um, but, yeah, I'll still do some squatting. And I still want to do, like, squat Saturdays and stuff like that. And I still want to do my squatting. But leg press, I mean, I use it a couple times a week, and I absolutely love it. I got great results. And then you can also superset. You know, I'll throw some calves on it, and then I'll throw some leg presses, then rack it, leg press, calves, and rack it, you know. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so don't be ditching on the leg press. It's a great machine. But, again, like you said, make sure you go in that full range of motion. So what I do, right, my first thing is I load a 45 on each side. I lower it down, and I just let it sit there, and it gets me into that really – I let the weight push me into a mobile position. And then I make a visual marker of where that base is, that plate that's come down, that foot base, whatever you want to call it. Platform, platform there, platform, yeah. Thank you. And then what I do is no matter how heavy I go, no matter how heavy I go, I make sure that every single rep has to come down to that low base, like to that little line, I mean. And then I know I'm doing it right. And if I can't, if I go so heavy where I start going, okay, I'm an inch or two away from that line, well, it's too heavy, I'll put it back. It's as simple as that. So if you do that with a leg press, full range motion, really rock it. And again, you know, like slow on the eccentric, powerful up on the up. Leg press is a great option for you. For so sure. I would suggest if you're an anti-leg presser, I would say, you know what? Spend a month giving it a good go, and then I think you'll change your mind on that. Cool. Now, number three, kind of we talked mentioned about legs kind of superset sort of a second ago. I kind of led into what I do. 
Somebody else asked us if we use any supersets in our programming and what are our thoughts on supersets. So I'll let you start because I know you design our programming and you use supersets quite a bit. I use them all the time. I think it's a really good uh, time saver and you can just a bunch of ways you can do that. So uh, if you do a superset, let's just say we did uh, chest press and we did flies right after. So you can get a lot more blood into that so muscle. Same muscle. Same muscle. Group. And then uh, one of my favorite workouts, you'd be doing an incline chest press with dumbbells and then you'd be doing pull-ups. So opposing muscle groups there. Um, I find that's an amazing workout. 10 sets of 10, you'll be uh, spent in about 40 minutes and you can be done that workout. So and what's great about supersets, right? Like you said, it's, you know, a lot of people do is, you know, like let's say it's, you know, it's, it's, it's chest and back day. So what they'll do is they go to the gym and they do their bench press and then they sit and wait for, you know, one, two minutes. And then they do another set of bench and then they wait one or two minutes. And then they, you know, so that takes them, let's say 20 minutes. And then they do their next chest exercise, whatever. And then they move on to back or something like that. It's, it's just not very efficient. Because what you can do is you can do your bench press then you can go straight to whatever back exercise it is you're doing. And you can rock that out really hard and fast. And while you're doing that, your chest is relaxing. So it's not going to interfere with that exercise. Now, you know, if obviously if you were working on a really heavy chest press and you wouldn't do, like he said, the beginning one, which is you wouldn't go chest press, chest flies, and back to chest press again. Probably not too much. But the opposing muscle group, if it's a chest back day, you really could do it. It's a really great way to work two muscles at the same time, as opposed to the first way, which is a really good way just to cause some really good muscle damage and get blood flow into that chest, right? Just hitting it. In other words, you know, hitting the chest really hard. Right. Where the other way is hitting the upper body really hard, chest and back equally, in an efficient time. But besides that, there's other kinds of supersets you can do. A lot of people think it's always, think of what you just talked about, kind of these pump supersets, right? But there's different kinds of supersets. Like the one I do quite often, like I was saying, I do a leg press, and then I followed up with some calves, right? Now, that's, that is in one essence a superset, but the way I look at it is what I do, I then rack it, and then I have a plate beside me, it's usually a 45, and I work on some straight leg deadlifts, nice and slow, really sick, focusing on keeping my back straight, lowering it down, and just getting a really nice stretch to the hamstrings. And then I come up and I squeeze the glutes. So I do my leg press, and then I kind of superset that with a slow and eccentric, but really mindful set of kind of hamstrings and glutes, right? Which the leg press is a little more quad dominant for the most part. So it really allows me to kind of get that extra hamstring and glute activation. Another one that I do quite often is you can do mobility supersets. So let's say I'm doing a squat, I'll do a squat. And then between the squat, while I'm resting, I will grab a goblet, a dumbbell, and I'll do a goblet squat, and I just allow me to sit into a deep squat, and I move back and forth. That is not what most people think of as a superset, but I'm basically going heavy squat to mobility squat, heavy squat to mobility squat, right? So you can do that as well. And then finally, and again, a lot of people don't think of it like this, but let's just say, I'm just going to use an example for pull-ups, because most people are weak on pull-ups. So let's say you really wanted to develop your pull-ups. You're only, you can only do maybe do three pull-ups at a time. So what you can do is if let's say it's your let's say it's chest and shoulder day just for, for fun. You can do your chest exercise, then go do one pull-up, then go back and do your second set of chest, and then do one pull-up, and your third set of chest, one pull-up, then your first set of shoulders, one pull-up, fourth set of shoulder, one pull-up. And you get the idea. By the time you're done, you might have done 12 to 15 pull-ups in that workout. Now, let's say the next day you go in and it's leg day, right? You do your leg press or your squat. You do a pull-up. You do all your leg press and squat. You do a pull-up. I mean, it's again, it's an, a great way to go if you really want to start 
working on a weak area without completely killing it. Those uh, reps add up for sure, right? They do. Like, think about it. Say, let's say you just did one, let's say, on every day besides back. Let's say you go to the gym four days a week, and one of those days is your big back day, so you're not going to do it. But let's say every day, the other three days, you go in. Uh, it's a chest day, a shoulder day, and a leg day. Let's just say, let's just call it more like a bro split sort of back in the day. I mean, that would be 12, 24, 30. Let's just say you only did 12 rep, 12 pull-ups that entire hour. That's still 36 pull-ups a week, right, that you're doing. That is going to add up after like a month. That's 100 and what, whatever 36 times 4 is. I mean, you know, that, that, that's a lot of pull-ups that you've done that you normally just wouldn't do because you'd just be sitting there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I think that's about it. Like I said, guys, we want to keep this one fairly short only because we want to make sure we get it out to you and we want to make sure that, you know, we don't get screwed on our uh, SD card there until the other one comes in today. So next week we'll be back to you, well, two weeks from now, we'll be back to you with longer ones. In the meantime, make sure you are focusing on our Instagram channel, which is, again, at Instagram channel. Instagram page, page. profile, is it a page? I guess our Instagram thing, which is at eight. All right, guys, so unfortunately, we did get cut off. The AKs got filled up, so we're going to finish this really fast. Uh, at Essentials of Athletics, you can follow us there, and we're going to be doing our movement Mondays and some videos. So the podcast comes out once on a Monday, and then we're going to do a movement video on another Monday. Of course, you can also follow me at Roar Alexander. That's R-O-R Alexander, not R-O-A-R. I'm not a freaking lion. And then, Adam, where can we follow you? That Deadlift Dude on Instagram, and that's about it. That's about it. Of course, you can always check me out at www.barbellstobuddhas.com. Lots of cool stuff coming up there. So that's about it, guys. And until next time, of course, we're here to help you get stronger in the gym to live better outside the gym. And we'll be back with the 128 gigabyte SD card next time. Take care, guys.